0: Welcome to the 4A Music Podcast. I'm Charlie.
1: I'm Alexandria. I'm Amy.
0: On this week's pod, will music survive streaming? (laughs) Terrence Blanchard does it again at the Met. Drake and The Weeknd get deep faked. New music and more. I feel like everything was a question there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. I liked it.
0: Before we get into it uh we want to talk about the book club the foreign music book club our first our first inaugural book club uh hang is happening this sunday April 23rd at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to be on Instagram live with uh, with the, the three of us. And then my good friend, uh, Chanel de la Cruz, who is also going to hop on and be like a book club buddy with us. We're talking about this book, The Creative Act, A Way of Being by, by the producer and um, impresario Rick Rubin. <laughs> is that the right word for it? Just I actually like,
2: do sure. not know. He's Let's like, go with it. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So we have been reading this book. Probably not fast enough. I'm kind of stressed out. I'm still working on it. Going to try to finish it. by. Relatable.
2: Someday. I've been reading in the cars that I take sometimes. Not while driving. <laughs> while I ride in cars. <laughs> <laughs> and also on the subway. Oh, yeah. And in, no and in more relaxing places. But... I've liked it. Instead of kind of like doing the scrolling, I'm like, let me just read my book. Yeah, it's a nice book.
0: I've been reading it in between students and stuff. While I've been teaching and when students come late, which is we're at that point in the oh. semester <laughs> where that happens a lot. Oh, I'm no. calling everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's been nice. I cut up my reading a little bit. Um, but <laughs> Imagine yeah, they
2: show up and you're like, i'm reading i'm reading right now this is, my, <laughs> so this is my sorry
0: personal time um so yeah there's still time it's it's a 400 page book but it's a fast read if that if any of those two things make sense together for you but yeah book for a book club this sunday april 23rd 8 30 p.m eastern on instagram live be there come hang out with us be there uh, say hi or
1: be square
0: or yeah. be square
1: all right, so what's on our minds this week,
2: Amy? How was your week this week? La la la. I went to a concert at this venue called Terminal Five. I'd never been there, but apparently, it's a little bit of the talk of the town for events. Maybe like this one. It was like oh, one it's of a the question,
0: just like the whole. It's <laughs> like the whole sub subtitle of this podcast.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm not sure I know anything these days, so that's a thing, but. I (laughs) heard a concert and I know that and it was good. The band was called ripe um, and they had two openers couch and melt. Um, First things first, the names I was like, yes, (laughs) it made me want to come up with a whole like, you know, plethora of my own, but I liked it for a couple of reasons. One, because I haven't been to that type of concert in a very long time with like the lights and the, wow um Production. and two like it was inspiring I was like a little hesitant honestly because sometimes if I'm just crowded in the brain I don't always love to go to hear music because it just kind of like overwhelmed me more but I had a really good time my only complaint was that it was really loud but I wore earplugs <laughs> wow so that was nice and it honestly made me jealous in a healthy way I was like damn I want to do that uh, that's but the with my music you i, I like such i want a the lights and all the things yeah it was just like i mean those people were living the life yeah. i'm sure there's things that suck about like that such as with any path but it, it looked you fun you
1: still have passion for it like you're not complacent like you see something like that and you're like yeah i want to do that yeah and it's like yeah i'm still passionate cool good good <laughs>
0: Uh, it's the band name thing is funny, though, like in the early 2000s, it was like all of the indie rock bands were like named after like animals and stuff. It's like Fleet Foxes and like Horse Feathers and yes. and all this kind of stuff. And it's like now we're just ripe,
2: literally sting
0: wow. sting in the police. We're back to the 80s or something.
2: I also loved it because I didn't know these bands very well. And everybody there loved them. And they were so good, like. I will certainly check them out now but it was just kind of fun to be like oh i don't know them and look at all these cute people who are like obsessed with these like everyone's like mouthing the words and like my friend bridget and i were like this one's my favorite like <laughs> she's like i've been bopping this one since it came out you know because so we both were like we don't know <laughs>
0: That reminds me, like I used to walk around Barnes and Noble with my friend, and I'd be like, "Oh my God, have you heard this CD?" And I'd just pick up a random CD, <laughs> and he'd be like, "No," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's got that song. That's like na 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 And he's like, "Really? I I think I know that song." And I'm like, "Yeah, these are like people are talking about this." He's like, I mean, "Okay." Was he
2: in on it or not?
0: No, and he would just like buy it, and then we'd listen to it, and it would be the, like the weirdest thing or something. Oh it's, my like, gosh. it's like I love that. Or something. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, this is totally what I said it was gonna be. He's like, I'm gonna kill you. Um,
2: oh my god, I love that so aww. much. It's fun to do that, like fabricate when it's harmless.
0: Yeah, it only costs him like 30 bucks.
2: So <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is Barnes and Noble.
2: Oh wow. okay. brother.
0: Um I'll I'll tell and take the mood down a little bit. We wanted I just wanted to um shout out Ahmad Jamal, who passed away this week. Mm-hmm. Uh Ahmad Jamal, um for those of you who don't know the, uh, the New Yorker, um, like the New Yorker obituary was is really beautiful, and I I recommend you check it out. But the title was Ahmad Jamal was a modest colossus of jazz. The pianist mm-hmm. and composer's ideas had a decisive effect on the history of an art form. Uh, so Ahmad Jamal died on Sunday at the age of ninety two. And yeah, I really encourage y'all to check him out. I feel like he's like a we were talking about vinyl during like the Christmas album thing, and it's like, oh, these are the things you have on vinyl. It's like everyone has everyone I know has like some Ahmad Jamal on vinyl. Like that's yeah. just is yeah. like killing. There's like the at the Pershing or the Persig or the Pershing. Pershing. I think. Pershing yeah. I think. Yeah. That album is like everybody had that or has it. I mean I have, I have it here, but um, yeah. It's man, it's like we're hit it's like hitting hard right now. Yeah. Wayne Shorter and
2: Somebody said that too many evergreens are falling. What I, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't know who one of the one of the greats said that on Instagram. Mm. That's but I, I love that to think of them as evergreens.
1: That's crazy though. I'm so that my biggest fear is that we're gonna lose connection to them. Mm. Because we still had like moments with these people, even though I think Imajmal, I think he has lived in the like South of France for the past like twenty years or something. Oh. <laughs> but we still have like these we saw them in person or we had the opportunity to or like they were a part of our lives and I'm scared that in generations past they're gonna be like, i will watch them all and they're like meh, 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 meh. you know.
0: Yeah, but Brian Blade is still around. I don't know. I I That's just,
1: true, I, that's true.
0: I think this is I think this is the vibe. Like I think it's kind of like you're like, oh yeah. And then, you know, In however long we're going to be telling like our students or whatever, like oh you know, I remember when Ahmad Jamal died. Just like when people are like, oh, I remember when you know Bach died. I remember when Bach died. (laughs) 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 We're all very upset. Oh Bach! Took me three months to find out the news.
2: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Come via pigeon or something. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, rest in peace, Um, Alexandria. How about you?
1: I went to kind of Philly for the first time. I went to Bryn Mawr to see my cousin do um, this Greek play. It wasn't really a Greek. I think it was like a, a, a modern take on this Greek play, Medea, um, or Greek mythology, myth. And it was so good. Like, mm-hmm. I was not expecting it. I had never seen her act, even though we know known each other our entire lives. I've never seen her act, do her thing. And honestly the play the playwriting was amazing um it had like this kind of take of, of social media like forcing someone into to madness hmm. and like what that can do especially like with the dawn of ce- celebrities and stuff and what that can do to a familial structure what social media does to young minds and all of this stuff so it was amazing to watch that and um the drive was beautiful I never we took the scenic route. I went with my childhood friend and we took the scenic route and went through these like cute little towns in Jersey and and Pennsylvania. And I was like, mmm, the northeast doesn't suck. Like there's beautiful. Yeah, they're beautiful places. Um, so it was really nice to like spend time with my close friend and my cousin and see her do her thing. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I love shows that do that. I I think it's creative, like when People adapt, just like work to what's going on. It makes it timeless yeah. to me. And I think you that, can take a story and adapt it to, yeah, be re- more relevant. Maybe
1: definitely. I think this was like specifically written for them too. Like, oh, cool. They got they had this like massive grant to get them to do it at three different schools in Philly. So it was very nice. And Bryn wow. is like tiny. So they did it at like three, like Haverford College, Bryn Mawr College, and I think like the community college there. So it was great. It involved all three schools.
0: Very cool. Should we hop into the newsletter?
1: Yes, boy. Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't
0: even need to auto-tune that. That was perfect. (laughs) Diving. He's here.
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the song. It's like dun 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 dun, 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 dun I don't know that song. That's like, do you know this city? That you won't let it. Uh, <laughs> <the words. laughs> okay. Do you know this song? <laughs> you know, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah, you know It's like.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh no, Charlie. What was your A?
0: Okay, our first day um this week was the end of the music business it's a very saucy title i actually don't think that's what this this article is about even but um it's the title the title of a recent article in the nation by jazz pianist and educator ethan iverson Mm -hmm. Um, i follow ethan on a bunch of stuff and so um i feel like i share a lot of his stuff on the on the (laughs) newsletter and on the pod but this was like a little bit of a different sort of a thing that he normally writes so kind of like kind of piqued my interest a little bit more than usual Um, but i don't actually think this article is about the end of the music business because um, the subtitle then goes on to say a century of recorded music has culminated in the infinite archive of streaming platforms but is it really better for listeners and so um in this article iverson kind of goes through basically a basic history of recorded music from 1903 and like the first sort of like the The recordings like on cylinders all the way to like records and then tapes and cds and then ipods and itunes and then streaming and it kind of actually the article reads a little bit more like a like a personal history of experiences like through after like basically after the cd or after the lp um in iverson's life and just kind of like Uh, musing a little bit on how it's affected him and the way that his career has gone like how he's got how he he's made money like making recordings but also how he's kind of like consumed music um so uh, basically at at the end of the day i wrote that um he iverson continues to be a really passionate passionate ipod user which i think is really funny like i remember like when i first um when i like first lived in new york like when i moved to new york i had like one of those ipod classics that's like a just basically a hard drive with like a little screen on it and i was so stoked and um and like I just loved like riding the subway and like listening to things. And I was like very, very hardcore about I, this is probably very hard to believe or imagine, but I was very hardcore about like keeping it all organized, making sure everything had yes. like the right titles and like had metadata. So he talks about metadata, which is basically, in the case of music, it uh, metadata is usually like who played on the album. So like who's playing bass and who's getting credits for things. Versus like metadata on photos, which is usually like the location that it was taken in and any other like camera settings or whatever that is. But, um, but yeah, I, I remember that, and it was actually like a great time. Like it, it was. I was really just like taking my huge CD collection and like transferring it to my iPod, and like that was really cool. And like the album artwork, and then I had the thing. I like it was a fun, it was fun. It was a fun time. It was like. It was so much more expensive than it is now you know it's i think people are people lament all of the streaming things that we subscribe to but like i would i would usually buy like at least a cd like a week probably and cds were like 20 bucks 15 bucks something like that like cheap maybe 10 bucks so it's like that's way more that i spent on music and it was like not Mm -hmm. just new stuff obviously it was like old stuff so like people who had already sold records like we're selling CDs and tapes and all that kind of stuff. So um anyways, but he, he kind of goes on to talk about streaming and all that kind of stuff. There's not really like a lot here where it's like the the most provocative thing about the whole thing is the title. Mm-hmm. Um but he kind of ends uh, by saying I'll kind of read a longer quote if that's okay. Yeah. Um he says, enough money is being made by streaming for some to claim that the music industry is back from the nadir that of the late 2000s. Others note that Apple Music is simply a loss leader for the company and that Spotify has yet to turn a profit. I've heard that new pop artists actively seek endorsement deals to advertise non-musical products as soon as they've acquired management. Who can ask around on their behalf? Does video game music actually pay? Question uh, mark. But then he kind of ends it, I think, on a pretty positive note. He says we're a long we're a long way from understanding the ramifications of having it all available at the click of a button still music will survive after all there was plenty of music before caruso sold a million records in 1903 if the music industry only lasted a century so be it it's up to the musicians to make the music no matter what and this like this is the thing actually i think that's like important From like this is the important message from the whole thing is that like the music industry is something that like, I feel like we talk about a lot or like we think about a lot, or it just feels like this like weight on us. Or I feel this weight of like the industry where it's like, you have to make money. You have to like, things aren't as good as they were in the eighties or nineties. Like, um, you know, like what are you doing this for if not to like make money and like have people sitting in offices, like counting the money. And it's kind of like, you know, the music industry as it, as we, as I think of it, like is really not that old. Like it's maybe from like the fifties or something. Yeah. But I mean, recording music has only been a hundred years. And so it's kind of like, yeah, that's, there's been music for thousands of years, you know, mm-hmm,
1: and, mm-hmm.
0: and like, even, even like written down music, like we think of that as being like the start of music, but like, that's not the start of music, you know, that's just, when like monks in the church were like writing Gregorian chants down or whatever that is, you know? So I don't know. I think, I think it's like, to me, this felt like pretty empowering to think about it. First of all, came off very kind of snarky or something. And I was ready to do a big, like man, Ethan Iverson is being so snarky, but, (laughs) but then I'm like, Oh no, this is actually like, this is a really positive message. You have to get through. A couple thousand words to get to the <laughs> message but it's it's kind of there so yeah. i don't know that uh, i thought this was cool
1: yeah i think i was talking with someone earlier and they're like talking about making money and how everything is about making money and being in music blah 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 i was like if you decided to be in music you already knew that you weren't going to be especially the music that the kind of music that we do and kind of enjoy. Like if your expectation was like, I'm going to be a, making so much money in the beginning off of this, then like why are money in general, then why are you doing it? That's like not the purpose at all to be doing music is to make money. That's not, if, if that's your number one motive, then maybe try doing something else because I don't think music is going to satisfy that need for money music is going to satisfy that need for you to share what you think should be within the world
0: yeah Yeah. i i think it's like i think it's i think this is all kind of a hard stuff to like a hard pill to swallow or something sometimes but it's like if you think about it like i have friends that are teachers that elementary school teachers or whatever that is you know there are people that do a lot of different jobs that are like not doing it for the money and, like, yeah, people still need to support themselves. But, um, like, being a musician is, like, pretty flexible. And I think, like, you can work out a lot of different ways of, like, supporting yourself, you know, yeah. that, that are, like, involved with all of that. It's not like teachers make a lot of money. I mean, there's a lot of jobs like that, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of, like, healthcare things that are like that, you know. Or it's, like, the do- we think doctors make a ton of money. But it's, like, sure, they do. But, like, there's a lot of other people involved, yeah. But that, that don't make that much money.
2: Yeah. It also makes me think about it, just puts a lot in perspective because it's like interesting how everything has evolved if you think like way, 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 way back to like the basics of like eating to survive and like uh finding a safe place to sleep or something like that. And then I think like music has always been a way of a way of communicating within community probably and then also a way to feel things and then like I know it's tied to it can be tied to a lot of things but I, I yeah just what 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 you said in response to what the article was talking about also had me thinking about just transcending the whole people always try to put the music industry on top of music but it doesn't for me it, I can't it, that does not work because music yeah. is too um like Trends, life yeah. life to me which i think a lot of people have that about a lot of different types of things but i feel like it's like in to monetize everything these days we've talked about that before i yeah. think on this podcast <laughs> but you can get trapped in that yeah yeah well how do i monetize the, this well
0: yeah and there's the people that like are making music specifically for it to go like to be to be like a TikTok thing
2: for or whatever. that you oh it's, I mean?
0: yeah, it's like like someone makes a little beat or something or like they make a little song or a snippet of a song on tiktok and then it's like okay well you need to like you need to finish that song and it needs to go on spotify because like every it's like it's like big right yeah. now it's going yeah. viral it's like um i mean it's all fine i think like i think everything it's like the whole kitchen sink everything is like all fine like just let's do it all that's cool but it's like you don't have to you know yeah. what I mean? like it's not it's not that everybody needs to do the same thing
1: mm-hmm. that's true
0: it's it's interesting. Our next A, Terrence Blanchard, like um, I have a good friend that played with that toured with Terrence for a long time, and I've I've heard stories secondhand about uh, Blanchard talking about like these like advances that he was getting from record labels like in the nineties or whatever that is like being like crazy amounts of money. Like I don't even. I, I think it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars or something like that, like advances to make like jazz albums, like instrumental wow. jazz albums, like from, you know, I don't, I don't want to like say anything cause I don't actually know the details, but it's like, um, but like when I would have conversations with him about my friend about like, Oh, well, you know, no one ever really made money on music. Like that was just such a little blip and it's like, well, maybe, but like the money that people were making was like real. Like it was like, mm. um, It was like Britney Spears and Nirvana or whatever, like made the made like sold so many CDs that like the record labels were like able to just be like, yeah, okay, like do your weird like instrumental jazz thing (laughs) that's like not going to sell them any copies, but it's like, you know, it's like a prestige thing. It's like, oh, look at all these like smart jazz people or or classical people that are making this art as on on our label. And then we're singing, we're playing, like, you know, we're, 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 what we're really selling, though, is like, hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's my, that's my weak transition into our second A, which is about Terrence. Oh,
1: yeah, Terrence Blanchard does it again at the Met. So, um, he kind of made a big splash, I think, in 2021, when they premiered his first opera, Fire Shot Up in My Bones. Um which was the first time that a black composer had premiered an opera at the Met and the Met's old.
2: (laughs) I was just going to say, like (laughs) I wanted to be like, that's so great. And I just think that's so gross.
1: Like the Met's over a hundred years old. Um, And that was the first time like, and this is, he's not the first black composer, but anyways, first time they had like great turnout. Everyone loved it. They're like, yes. And so they loved it so much. They're like, Let's do another opera. I don't know about you, but I've getting I've been getting so many ads about this opera. Really? I don't know why. Maybe because I looked up jobs at the Met and they just that said- might <laughs>
2: They're like, <laughs> we're on to you. Come hear
1: this. Uh- but this opera is called Champion. And I think it follows the life of a boxer of some sort. I was right. Laura Downs. <laughs> yeah. <she did. laughs> um, anyways, um, they had a little chat. And I liked what he said about being like the first person to do it. He said, being the first can be lonely unless you wrap yourself in the brace of the ancestors who came before you. Um, Terrence acknowledges with gratitude and humility the link the lineage of black composers whose music was often unrecognized in its time but whose work ultimately made his success possible today Mm -hmm. he's hopeful about what can come next and recognizes his role in leading change that is such a long time coming which I appreciated because a lot of the time when people make it there like they forget Mm -hmm. even myself when I'm like I'm existing today because of so many people before me made so many sacrifices at this thing where I think everyone's a living miracle anyways. Um, but I think this change for the Met is great. And that it will allow for more DEI diversity, equity and inclusion and in set spaces like the Met that has had a long history of elitism. I want to say, sorry, Met, um, I haven't applied to your job, but don't take this as a criticism. But that just happens in like the mm-hmm. classical world or Western European art music world is the elitism, and there wasn't space for other musics. And I'm glad that Blanchard's opera, like, has this infusion of jazz, the blues, and classical music, so that it can expose people to what we you know what the future of this art form can look like. Mm-hmm um and yeah that was my t- also he, speaking of, sorry kind of going back to your a charlie like blint terrence has had like such a crazy career like he d- did the jazz thing he did the disney thing he wrote the music for princess and the frog
2: and he, now oh, he's, he wrote
1: that yes wow okay and got it now he's at the met that's such an insane I was say something about that too like it's such an insane it, music career yeah
2: and, it's also just like i mean i guess i forget when you think about someone's career, it's like easy to zoom out because you can, you know, the data points, but as a person in it, it's hard. Obviously also, since I'm like young, I'm at like the, like the beginnings. So it's hard to think about like that your career is like project after project, after project, after project kind of thing. I feel like that's freeing in a way. And that you can kind of do like, it's cool that, that he is like bringing his perspective to, to different settings. I think for two reasons, one, so that people can hear his perspective just kind of like along the lines of what you were saying about how like perhaps stories from his perspective haven't been told in spaces like that before. (laughs) And then like also so that as a person, he's kind of experiencing different audiences and different connections to like two different, groups of people yeah. as well
0: yeah i mean um blanchard also did a bunch of um he's done a bunch of other like film score stuff like the spike lee movies or whatever yeah like all the spike lee uh uh-huh. it's kind of crazy yeah because you're kind of like okay it, it's easy to kind of get um i don't know it's not quite jealous but just kind of like oh he's like doing all this stuff he always gets to do everything but it, <laughs> at the same time it's like he does it all, you know, like he's doing, like he does it, you know, like yeah. it's, um, that's a lot. Well, wow. That's a lot of I, work.
2: I love people like that. I always talk about, I know this is slightly different, but I always talk about Donald Glover too. I'm like, I love yes. that he does. He yeah. just is a creative human.
0: He does it. Yeah. Cause
2: there's limitations that can, I think, stop people from maybe their creative potential or like, yeah. Things they could do. If Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If yeah i want. saw
0: an interview with donald glover the other day and he was just kind of like yeah no, know i'm just like doing this stuff and i just want to do kind of like things i think are fun and I haven't, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't really thought too much about it like you know it's like i know that i didn't i i want i didn't want to do the i wanted to do like the actor musician thing right it's like so i studied i forget who he said he's like i studied this one person and i said like in like what not to do because <laughs> he was, like <laughs> They basically kind of blew, like they blew that or whatever. But wow, um, the last, my last, uh, the doesn't have to be the last thought, but my last thought about this Terrence Blanchard thing, the and the Met and all that kind of stuff is like, to me, it does feel a little interesting how and and there's the so it's not just Blanchard with the opera stuff, it's is also Wayne Shorter and Esperanza Spalding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been other things, too, like, uh, you know, Duke Ellington was like writing symphonic works and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And um, I don't know, there's there's part of me that like has a little I, I don't has a, some kind of strange feelings about this a little bit where it's like the way that we have to or like the way that certain folks feel like they have to show that they've like arrived or become legitimate or whatever in some sort yeah. of way is to kind of like put on the clothes and it's like it's like code switching or something in a a, way there's like something about I know that that's not exactly code switching but it's like there's something about that where it's like it's not that they're just in that building but it's like we're going to also use your form maybe like use your Mm -hmm. art form or something and I don't know I mean I I think it's cool I just it feels complicated to me you know
1: yeah I think a lot of what? I forgot where I was going with that. But were you are you talking about like how some of these composers feel that they need to be in a space like the Met in order to be legitimized as a composer slash performer? Is that what you're?
0: Yeah, or or just like in like kind of make an opera. Like it's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna do. Uh, maybe it's a little bit like, okay.
1: I think it's I think it's a form of internalized racism. Well, I was I th- I th- I don't know. Like I think a lot of it is. I think it's internalized, and it's also de facto in the sense that people don't really think that jazz is like the serious kind of music because they haven't interacted with it, and so I think a lot of that is internalized in jazz being also associated with, you know, BIPOC people, that it's not taken as seriously. That's thus also institutionalizing it. That was sort of whatever. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. But then they feel like if they're in this like historic venue of what society and maybe even themselves, that's why you said internalized racism because they haven't felt like they've been told the story that the music that they have they have been, pre- they have been presenting isn't on the same caliber of sorts that once they actually get into it, it's also, it's um, validating for them as well as the, way society views them so the way they view Mm -hmm. themselves in the way as society views them
0: yeah and it's not new like there's been this kind of like thing to there's been this push in certain communities to be like jazz is like america's classical music you know or whatever that is and it's like Mm -hmm. it's like well not everything has to be we don't have to actually relate everything to classical music like we don't actually have to like we don't it can be just its thing like it doesn't have to be It's strange. There's
2: there's still like um, a sort of like power or pedestaling that happens. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's by accident. It seems like what you're saying is like, but it's internalized. I guess not intentional is what I mean. Not by accident, but it doesn't seem that people really even realize they're always doing that or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bizarre.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's just so much of this where it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And and again, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'd, I'm not equipped to like make moral or ethical judgments about this stuff, but it's just, it's kind of interesting. You know, it's like people, yeah. like jazz musicians playing at Carnegie Hall, where it's like that, th- all those rooms are like really pretty bad for that kind of music. You know what I mean? Like, those are like that acoustically, you know, just as like, that's not really, That's not really like, I don't know. Well, it's also,
2: it's even more, can I drop an F (laughs) bomb? It's even more (laughs) F, whatever, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, (laughs) That like, just to make it, not that this can be simplified, but in in more um, blunt terms, like oftentimes white people will like try to take things they deem cool about Cultures that are oppressed, and then at the same time also like elevate. That's exactly what Gershwin did. I'm so sorry, working <laughs> and Bess. It's that. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I can't. What can you say more about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> or should I just read later? I think. <laughs> I don't. I'm confused. Tell me. It's like, no, it's, like it's the not cool. appropriation
0: thing. Yeah. It's just like it's kind of like. It, like there's the, the preparation part of it, but then it's like kind of changing it a little bit and being like, this is what it is. This is like the real deal. And it's kind of like, right. that's not actually the real deal. Like that's like going through your lens and you're kind of also stealing it. It's just, yeah. I think that's kind of, what you're, yeah. Yeah. That kind of what you're saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like in that can of worms where it's like, yeah. what makes like, yeah, yeah. Like these prestigious halls, like who decides what's prestigious? And then, how do people have the audacity to be like, "This is what's cool," but then also steal a bunch of things that they think are cool from other cultures? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like anything people nowadays think is cool is like often from, like,
0: for this yeah, for
2: this example, like from black culture cultures, but then there's still this attitude of like, well this hall and that hall, which have all these like gross histories of all the disgusting things.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like, let's take this like really rich black jazz musician and be like, look at how cool we are, because we're right. like paying him to like, like put his opera on at our yeah. <laughs> at our building. I or mean, our... It
1: sucks. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. But I also think it's good to know that Maybe someday a black person can do something in there that's no, not yeah. rich. You know, the first person, you know, yeah. the step, the first step in, they always have to be, there has to be some degree of closeness to the elitism. And I'm not saying Blanchard is elitist, but like he has the connects.
2: Right. So, it's also, I think yeah. the other interesting thing is that all of this is evolving rather than, no, like we didn't start over. Nobody like said, okay, wipe it and start the simulation over. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's one thing that I, I, I think I wish that I had been taught more is just the connection of all of these things. Mm. Cause I think it helps start to unwrap some of the complexities for those who just are being educated.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think, yeah, I'd like, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at anybody. I don't, I, that's not my place. But also, I think, I just think it's good for us to have a conversation. Definitely. Like I, I think it's not like, oh, it's good or bad or any of that kind of stuff. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of really valid ideas and opinions about it. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it's cool. I mean, like, you know, it's better than same old, same old, like some more Mozart stuff happening, <laughs> which is like, cool, but it's like, yeah. It looked
1: up, like the most popular opera or something what and I think it a... is Gershwin is it Like most people go up to the Met to watch Gershwin. Oh. They don't go to watch the that uh oh, you know the like famous yeah. That's yeah.
0: like Pops. Oh. Yeah, that's like Pops orchestra concerts or symphony concerts where it's just like everybody that's involved with like the orchestra or the symphony is just like so annoyed. <laughs> <have> <laughs> Like when they play John Williams, like when they do the John Williams concert, it's like so oh long, times a thousand. And then like, like
2: John Williams.
0: No one comes for like Shostakovich. You know? Oh my god. Whatever it is. Like no one's coming to hear the Schoenberg. And it's like, yeah, it's because it's just this horrifying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like people have enough problems. Oh my god. <laughs> don't need to hear every note played together at the same time. Like how does it- <laughs> Um.
2: Charlie
0: (laughs) Catching some bodies. Is that a is that a phrase? (laughs) (laughs) I'm making lots of enemies out there in the world. But that um anyways, let's let's move on to making other enemies.
2: Yeah. Um, Let's make them.
0: Amy, what was your A this week?
2: Well, I'll just start with everybody already knows that I h- hate AI. And I'm saying that with an open mind. okay you don't like mean,
0: you don't mean uh, Alan Iverson, right? The basketball. No, I mean,
2: <laughs> love I him. Love Allen
0: Iverson. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're, we go way back to right now when you said that name. But
0: yeah. <laughs> um you mean,
2: <laughs> I mean, what I um, mean,
0: artificial intelligence. I, I think. do. Yeah. No,
2: I do mean artificial intelligence. And a funny story as I was writing this a like somebody <laughs> um, used AI like months ago in writing and I didn't know what it meant. Like I was like, Al, and they were like, oh, like most people like know that. Like because I, ha- I was like, oh, that's unclear to me. And they were like, mm, no, that's probably clear to most. But anyway, <laughs> basically. Okay, this is also just confirming my bias, by the way, this story. Like, I love talking about psych terms, and one of those things is confirmation bias, where you just, like, love hearing things that tell you what you think is true. But Drake and The Weeknd um, released a collab, but they didn't, because it's AI. And the reason I'm offended is because it sounds like Drake, And I'm just scared. I am honestly just scared about it because I think it's a weird can to have of people saying things they didn't say and like doing things they didn't do. And I like part of me goes dark and is like, what's going to happen when like someone gets in trouble with the law and then like you can like somehow make stuff up, like, because voice recordings are proof and like texting is proof. And it just feels like we're entering into this era of like, are people going to be able to tell if it's real or not? And, and I know probably, yeah, with like a bunch of hacking into data and stuff, like I'm really not well-versed about all of that. So this is probably slightly naive, but from a music standpoint specifically, also, I was just like grossed out because ghostwriting is dope but like the person had like a cloak on with like glasses and it was just felt like so weird to me. I was like, so creeped out. I was like, that's not what ghostwriting is like, stop. And it was just such a proud uh, like thing. And then this article is also saying how some of the fans were like super into it. Cause it like went hard, but I just think that's a really effing weird thing to open up. Yeah and then i was glad though because in this article they talked about the human artistry campaign which i hadn't known about which is backed by a lot of um, the bigger it's um i should get the specifics but or not or maybe i will la 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 la, la. um it's backed by like uh what is it um sagafra after how do you say that sag aftra
0: Oh, that like one—it's like the acting, the acting uh, union.
2: Yeah. Okay. The songwriters of North America, National Music Publishers Association, RIAA, which is the Recording Industry Association of America, um, Recording Academy. It's yeah. So it's oh yeah, the Recording Academy. Love that. So it's backed by over forty founding major music and entertainment organizations, which I think I like because so often we're like you know the artist is not supported and like all this stuff. And I think that's like a pretty obvious move of support to artists. I also want to say that, like, I know it can be fun. Like it's so fun to type in a word and then it generates something for you, but I don't love pretend. I don't love the pretend aspect of it. And specifically with music when it's somebody's artistry, it just feels like, plagiarism and like weird and are people profiting off of it and like it just makes me uncomfortable yes
1: (laughs) that's so valid that's so valid
2: as like
0: the as the nerd on the as the nerd on the (laughs) podcast um I mean I agree with you I think like I this is a very rapidly evolving situation yeah Um, a bunch of tech like people have come out in the last couple weeks, uh, like Elon Musk and some other people are calling for like, a kind of like a pause on on AI, uh, just kind of like on AI development and research until like for a six month pause or something or a nine month pause, so that we can kind of wrap our heads around what's happening and what kind of like make some rules and all that kind of stuff. I don't know where that all goes but i mean yeah there's certainly some heavy people that are and organizations that are behind this uh, this kind of like let's hit let's hit the brakes a little bit because this could kind of get out of hand really quick
2: i'm sure in other ways too like i don't mean to just make it about music yeah you know like i'm sure there's maybe other terrifying things yeah as well yeah
0: I, i think the other problem or i think like the major problem of this which is um, I think kind of related, but a little bit different than like oh are people gonna deep fake other people and they're gonna people are gonna I don't know like people are gonna be like that this that's not my song or whatever but I <laughs> but it's kind of for for this all to work, what happens is that these um, these like machine learning or like artificial intelligences they have to like scrape a bunch of data from the internet or from other sources which means that they have to like input a lot of data and so in this case like they have to just listen to a lot of songs like a lot of music has to be updated like um uploaded to them like millions and billions of like seconds and bytes and whatever notes of songs have to be uploaded so that they have this huge database that they can like make something out of Mm -hmm. like they're just kind of like predicting the next thing based on all the songs they've heard ever before yeah So it's kind of like it's kind of like you say, like, make a sequence of numbers and they go, okay, one, two, three, because it's just like they've seen that sequence a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how this this happens. So the so the thing is, like, they're making they're like kind of creating this art or they're creating this thing, but they're creating it from like the DNA and bits and pieces of like stuff that already exists. Right. So there's a thing of like, does the a who who owns the thing that's this new thing that's made? Like, is it the computer programmer that made the AI? Is it like the AI? Is it the person that types in the prompt? Is it mm-hmm. all the people that had all their data or all their songs like, you know, like ingested by this machine? They oh
2: own the gosh. copyright. Like, because we own we we own ourselves. Right. Like, you yeah, know, you couldn't like, you couldn't like you could not like voice. I think we, I think we do because like you, if I, like if someone takes a photo of me and profits off of it, I can sue them. No,
1: not on Instagram. It's public domain. If you post it on Instagram, if I post it, but if someone else takes it, it's still public domain. You signed a contract? I can, t- I can take... On Instagram. Yeah, I can take your picture, put it up in art gallery, sell it for a million bucks, and I get all of million well, bucks. No, I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out because it feels... To me, it feels like stealing. It feels like the plagiarism vibe.
1: It does. I guess that's what begs the question. like, could, Do we have to copyright our voice? Do we have to... Charlie?
0: <laughs> it's possible. I mean, it's possible. It also like grosses the...
2: me out because what if people like do like sorry i'm spiraling like people make a movie and then they're like um ai the score i'm like stop like this is art you guys like people spend time on this i'm not gonna lie i tried
1: to use ai because i couldn't think of a song i had to like think of a song that was talking about strength or something i said ai what is (laughs) can you give me top 10 songs well
2: like this song <laughs> it's not this song, well, but it's and, this and by song.
0: The, like by the way we made our art for the newsletter this week with, with that's it, why uh, i said Dolly. i know
2: it can be fun
0: well i i but i mean i don't know just because we did it doesn't mean that it's like the right thing to do or whatever, <laughs> you know? or or, well, or that it's not problematic or something you know can
2: i add a short anecdote and then i'll really stop because i'm just like steamrolling because i'm freaking out this girl this person told me that they were going to use it to write drafts for their papers, like to write, like to help with an outline. Okay, fine. But I had to write all my outlines for myself. I'm not saying it's about me, but there's something to be said about like learning how to do things. And I know that it's been said, like make it your unpaid intern or something like that. But first of all,
1: I mean, but our even our families have said, oh, you have the computer, you have the internet. Yeah,
2: true. You, ha-
1: well, you don't have to learn how to write cursive. You don't know how to, like, I know how to write tell cursive. time on a regular clock. You yeah. know, it's like, really? so it's it's always developing into this new story of like, <laughs> like what are we becoming? I'm like, what sure do people want out of life. I'm sure there's going to be some type of
2: like turnitin.com yeah. AI style. Oh, probably. That's a good point.
0: I, th- those things already exist, but they're getting, uh, um, yeah, they're, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the a- the AI po- passed the bar exam or something for the first time, like oh, a few wow. ago. So I don't know. I'm I'm totally fine using an AI as like a lawyer, like as long <laughs> as they do the job. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I just think. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, I like. Well, let's see how this goes. I hope it's not the end of the world.
1: Right? Uh, We're too smart. Yeah. Why did we create this? It's okay.
0: I don't know. I love Terminator. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. That's what this whole movie's about, kind of.
2: I should watch it.
0: It's you don't want to watch it. Oh,
2: you never mind. It, I think okay. I don't
0: know what I don't know. It's very violent. But, um. Anyways. No. That's the newsletter this week, friends. It was like, that was, <laughs> we are obviously we're all like you know, very feeling very optimistic about the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I about think
2: creativity sunshine. will prevail.
0: Okay, cool. That's what Ethan <laughs> Iverson says. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, let's talk about new music this week. Yeah. Ba ba um, First on first new music uh, is. A new album from Feist, Multitudes, which is her first album in six years. And Pitchfork says, on this album, Feist conjures up symphonic swells dotted with introspective intervals and spacious sound design. NPR said, she sounds warm, but worn, doing her best to lull a world as tired as she has proudly been to sleep, at least for a spell. I've listened to this album a lot this weekend, and I don't none of that makes any sense to me <laughs> like, that all just sounds like gobbledygook i think it was written well, by AI, but i mean
2: you know what you
0: know if that's giving you vibes that's cool i i don't know if the two of you are fans of feist at all or have listened to feist or is that even like ring a bell so feist came on feist came uh, for those of you listening at home i'm getting a lot of like uh like uh, like, like saying no and sure. of so like unsure looking faces so it's just, I'm describing exactly what's happening here. And now Alex is doing a thing with her, t- uh, with her teeth. Now they're both doing it. Okay, so that was that was fun. That was a little theater for you. Yes. Feist came Feist came into my world in like the early 2000s. Speaking of iPods, with like the, um, there were these first like iPod touches, I think that were like colored. Like before that they were just like black or white like bricks
2: i remember these
0: and then they were like colored and there were all these ipod commercials that like that that um actually launched out. like launched a bunch of careers for like indie kind of singer songwriter people and feist was like the og so she had this commercial this ipod commercial it was like one two three four tell me that you love me more oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember this you burn, oh yes you yes 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 yeah and it just is like a bop and uh that like that became super famous and and she was like she kind of like really took off and um i think she had a few i i remember at least one album like after like kind of post all of that which was cool but then she's kind of just been she's kind of like turned into like an indie singer-songwriter like elder stateswoman or something like <laughs> uh she's like kind of will show up on things but um but we've been listening to this album in the house like the this whole weekend and i just think it's awesome like it's like really cool there's like really like a bunch of different kind of musical vibes in it i think her voice is really is really unique and it's really beautiful and um yeah there's there is something like really um what's the word for it like there's
1: nostalgic
0: there's something nostalgic about her voice but but that's not what I was going to say it's kind of like um uh, there's something like almost kind of fragile about it like how her voice like how her vibrato and stuff sounds it just is like it's pretty kind of raw sounding it's like really pretty it's not like a like a gravelly voice or anything but there's there's just something about it where it's just kind of like it um, yeah it feels very like there's not a lot of it's just like direct to the source kind of a thing mm. um, so anyways I, I highly recommend it it's it's also good for this uh time of year all that kind of stuff so that's feist uh multitudes.
1: Mm-hmm. multitudes and we had kara 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 jackson's debut lp why does the earth give us people to love i didn't i hadn't heard of them i but i found out they're a the poet laureate 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 um laureate 2020 poet laureate and then they're also a songwriter i was like oh Yeah." yeah and so um they talk about the tragedies they've experienced and then pace magazine says relationship with peers partners and 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 more who she's entrusted with her love, the death of her best friend and supportive relatives, the racist necropolitics that policymakers let run wild when they grow weary of the pandemic. That was a lot. Anyways, this, I couldn't tell if it was, actually, if it was a man or a woman, her voice is so low, but it's Mm. so beautiful. And like, it's kind of like she's talking to you in like a conversation with like these beautiful elevated um metaphors kind of sometimes like there are rarely any like full on choruses of like yes yeah, you know free for the first time you know there's none of that like <laughs> they're like <just laughs> they're only really, like some catchy hooks. I don't know I think it's great songwriting. And then next <laughs> on his blue note debut release return to casual Walter Smith the third had to include a, a Houstonian in there. He presents his original music, original music, and a Kate Bush cover. According to Jazz Trail, this album ranks. Oh, this album ranks as Smith's finest efforts, channeling his compositional virtuosity and a mastery of the saxophone that transcends technique. Listen mm. to this record, even if you don't like um, modern-sounding jazz. Just listen to it; you'll love it. Um, that's all I have to say about that.
0: You Breaking. got so excited about like the Houston thing. You had to go, whoa! Like
1: whoa!
0: <laughs> like I need to take a break. Whoa!
1: <laughs> it, it's so good. Like the album, I've been playing it for playing it for all my students. They're like, oh my gosh, what's that? And I was like, it's uh Walter Smith the Third. Haha, you should check it out. Like he's like the chair of the like what department.
2: <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Wait, I think she was actually trying to read something, Charlie. It was like response to Houston, and I can't read what that says. Whoa, from Houston. Whoa, guys. Um,
0: So that's new music this week. There's, uh, it's a killing time to be alive and listening to new music. So, um, if you've been stuck on some old, some old faves recordings or whatever, I, you know, we recommend you go check out some new stuff too. Yes. the whole thing going Whoa. okay Amy that, That's. I think we're good do you want to read us out
2: I would love nothing more Oh. we're waiting for some reviews everyone <laughs> um, <laughs> if you'd like to give them we would love to have them thank you for listening and supporting for a music <laughs> remember to like and subscribe and I already talked about reviews so I don't need to say that you again people yeah. i'm speaking to you whoever's listening for more please follow us on instagram and twitter and tiktok at A music especially since our book club thing is coming up so hit up instagram um subscribe to our newsletter at foraymusic.substack.com and check out our website at music.com.
0: and what's our quote for the week alex
2: fortune
1: favors the bold john,
0: john legend. legend john legend i just okay. finished singing a john legend song today that it's from 2004 which means, like, no it's like it's the holla 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 oh,
1: that's a good song oh, yeah
0: and i was like what do you think this song's about and he's like i think it's just about you really love someone i'm like the word it says i don't love you <laughs> <laughs> i was like he just got done singing the song and it's just like He, for like three minutes, he's like, and I don't love you. And I'm like, not, it's like, not about It's like, what
1: is it? Baby, it's mean. I don't mean to bore
2: you. Something like, I'm not going to lie, I don't know the song.
0: Well, so the, um, yeah, it's like, so I don't, I love, love you, not like I used to. And that, oh, but yeah. the, like the chorus thing is like, holla, 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 which I don't know, like what that's about, but the that yeah. seems unrelated, but it's just like a fun thing to sing. But, um, but yeah, the, the whole song's about like, uh, it's like, oh, you know, I, I tried to like be all like rich, like Jay Z and like whoever, and like I was steal all this money to like do all these nice things for you. But then I realized like, that's not who i am and i just i just like love you and like that should be enough but like that's not i guess that wasn't enough and then you wanted to get married to me and i was like no and <laughs> that's like that's kind of the whole song <laughs> the
2: i song literally love that oh my very God. saucy those are the alternate lyrics the okay, b so, side
0: that, yeah so that's my that's my little spark notes on the that's like you know like um uh, I'm making this way longer than it needs to be, but the, there's a thing like when you sing like an Italian aria where it's like the word for word translation, and then there's oh, yes. like, the poetic yeah. like the poetic idea generally. So the yes. poetic idea, I just gave you the poetic translation of that John Legend song.
2: So feel free to sing that instead when you're practicing.
0: Yeah, you should be thinking <laughs> that really hard. Yet. Yeah, but you
2: have to
1: keep the holla 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 holla. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a direct translation. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, Anyways, we think you're super. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Me, 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 me,
0: me. Save it. (laughs) There for the gig.
1: I need some letters. Oh, we're going to do a gig June 10th, Charlie. Me and Amy. This place in Brooklyn.
0: I got that so far away.